Facebook Marketplace uh, sucks and it's a hellscape. And I, <laughs> I, I have like a friend from college that, you know, we one of our primary topics of conversation is here's the latest BS thing someone has thrown at us and here's how I responded. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that people do a lot on there is the first email you get from them is what's the what's the lowest price you'll take for this? Mm. And it, and I always say like five dollars more than I have it listed it for because I don't want to deal with that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. like you said you take fifty. Will you take twenty dollars? And I'm like no, but I will take sixty now from you. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. I don't Making a lot of sales, are you? <laughs> uh, like, I don't want to deal with those people. Like, if you're lowballing me, like, you're like, there's a, there's a, there's a level of lowball that I'm like, okay, I'm willing to go. Like, I'll knock a little bit off it, but I won't come to you, and we'll see if we mm-hmm. meet in the middle. And then there's like a ridiculous amount where someone's like, and they're always so aggressive about it. It's like I had so, someone can, last can, night. Can I ask what 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 are you selling? What is the general oh, like God, uh, uh, like uh, you know department of a store that you're selling, or is it is it really random? It's really I have friends that have had luck on Facebook Marketplace, but they're selling. It's like women. They're women selling like Lululemon workout attire that they barely used, and apparently there's like <laughs> a really hot. Like, that's a really hot item on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> There's a so. hot market for used Lululemon. Probably some of, a percentage of which is, like, <laughs> weirdos being like, give me your used Lululemon. But well, Some of it was, like, new with, you know, new with tags. Or, like, oh, I bought this, I wore it once, and, like, the, you know, I, I couldn't return it, but the, the like, sports bra just didn't, like, work or whatever. Right, right. So, um, so I have everything ranging from, I tried to do a bunch of my brewing equipment because I've kind of realized I'm not going to do big full batch brewing probably again that that was hard because every once in a while they'd be like you can't sell alcohol making things and i'm like well technically like i'm not selling the ingredients to make alcohol like one thing i was doing is there's this you get a copper pipe that's a coil and you run cold water through it and you put it in your hot um like pre-beer like when it's when you're Mm -hmm. cooking it all together and it gets it down to a good temperature real quick because you want to get it down as quickly as possible so no bacteria comes in or anything and then mm-hmm. you and then you throw in yeast so you, you know you want it cool so the yeast won't die when you throw it and you throw in yeast then you seal it up and it's just a big copper coil but i'm pretty sure that facebook went no way because it definitely looks like something on like an old moonshine still and they're like no you can't I, sell I, that I, it's funny i find that interesting that that is one of the prohibited items like alcohol making equipment yeah i I could understand like you can't sell alcohol but i don't i I don't know like what if somebody just like collected for like a museum or something do you know how you can make alcohol sugar water and yeast like that makes a very bad alcohol but like i couldn't so if i went like i'm selling water and sugar and yeast no one would do anything it's that copper pipe Mm -hmm. where they're like you're using this to make alcohol i'm like well, yes, but technically it's just a cooling device. Like that's what it's for. Now I use it specifically for this thing, but then I have like a brew pot. But since like you could do like a crawfish boil in a brew pot, like no mm-hmm. one seems to care. And it's weird and it's hard to find stuff to do that, but I haven't had much luck with that. A desk I have, like I've put up on a couple different places. I'm trying to get rid of that desk because my work bought me a desk to put in this room. And, um, it, I will say I got kind of a close to a like, I'll give you $10 for it. I was selling it for like 50 And uh, someone went, hey, I'm really interested in this desk. And then immediately went, hey, I'm sorry. This was a mistake. Like, I only have a budget of $20, so I can't buy it. Which was like super apologetic. So I was like, I'll was like, i tell you what. Like, if I don't sell it, I'll come back to you. Like, for 20 mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Like, what, like uh, if you really, we'll, we'll 
loop around. And that was really nice. But most people are just like, I'm like, hey, this is a really nice piece of equipment. Uh, you know, it's it's used, but still works, blah, 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 blah. Uh, 80 bucks. And then I get an email. I'll give you a, I'll give you 15 bucks for it. Like, out the gate. That's the terminology they're mm-hmm. using. Not like, will you accept? Just like, I'll give you 15. I had one person just put like a number one time. Like, just like 15 question mark. And I was like, are you kidding with this? And they're like, and then- so, you know, in, in the art of negotiation, like, I feel like that's what they encourage the buyer to do is like you super low ball in hopes that you'll come down a little and then y'all will meet somewhere. So like, do you ever think about someone says 50, like, let's say you're selling something for 80. Someone says 15. Do you ever think about being like, no, but I'll go to 65. I will. If, like I said, it's, it's a decent, like, if I'm selling something for a hundred bucks and someone comes with me with 15, I'm like, no, yeah. you okay. like that's my yeah. response if, that's okay if someone and especially if someone just goes 15 question mark and that's the only thing they've sent me like mm-hmm. a lot of it is like if you come at me nice like i'm willing to go like like hey would you i you know i i'm really don't have a big budget for this would you accept 15 i'd be like mm-hmm. wow that's pretty low like i'd come at it like that i wouldn't be like i'm not there i'm not on facebook to hustle and and <laughs> like whatever i'm there to get rid of my item and when this person did 15, I go, is this how you, I'm like, you're just going to throw a number that low at me? Like, no, I was, I was like really rude back to him. He goes, LOL, you don't know how to do Facebook market. And I'm like, and then we, I was like, I'm out of here. Okay. I, not that, not that I sympathize with that guy, but I would say there's a little too much emotion attached to this. I would just be like, delete. I mean, like, that's I most things I do online anyway, but like, okay. that was like after like 20 people being like. Is this still available? Because there's that button you press that just goes, is this still available? And then yes. I'm like, yes, are you interested? Like, I always write back, like, very specific things that sound like, this is actually a person responding. Yeah. Or the, See, th- the thing I recently looked at on Facebook Marketplace was an espresso machine. And when I said, is this available? Two and a half weeks later, I got a response. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, like uh, the price is this, and I was like, I'm not even what I'm not gonna wait another two and a half weeks for like. Right, right, <laughs> no, right. this is we we are no longer doing business, sir. Like I get bugged when people like just drop and don't say no, I'm not interested, or I, they like they ask for information, I give them information, and then later I'll go, um, hey, uh, are you still interested? And they'll be like, no, I bought one, or like they'll tell me like most of the time they'll tell me no, and I'll go, okay, thanks for letting me know. Like real, like go by. Yeah, I, I do think I think there's a little too much emotion. Well, what I'm saying is I'm doing a lot this. of these, and I'm having to deal with a bunch of sh- like yeah. the amount of of sh- the people who like um work really well. Like I always, I always, it's 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 either five stars or I hate you forever. Like those are the yeah. two people I'm rating. Like I'm never, I'm like get out of here. But someone's supposed to come today for the desk. Um, but their last thing was like sometime tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, here's my, uh, phone number. Please text me before you're underway. Cause I have had people go sometime this weekend. And then they just show up and they're like, where is it? And I'm like, I'm not, you didn't tell me like what time I'm not going to leave it outside all weekend. You know, I, do you remember, I don't know if these apps are even still around like, uh, five mile and let go. They were apps that like looked, looked for hyper local things yes. like, you know, within five miles, like somebody who was selling whatever within five miles. I had kind of, I, I used that when I was moving out of one of my, maybe two of my apartments in DC. And I had really rough times with those. And that like one guy was like, I, somehow he was like, oh, I'm on my, he was picking up a painting for his girlfriend. And he was like, she had sent him to pick it up. He was like, I'm on my way. I'm coming, but I'm coming from like Woodbridge, which, you know, you know, in DC, it's like 
could be like yeah. 45 minutes away. So yeah. I was like, cool. And then like 30 minutes later, he's like, hey, it's going to actually be a few more hours. And I was like moving out. Like the next day was like I was turning in my keys. And I was like, um, and I was like, I, I may or may not be here. And then like, a, you know, I, and I just went around and did other things. And then he was like, yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to be able to make it. And I was like, what happened between you leaving Woodbridge? And like it, The way you're selling it, it sounds like his relationship fell apart. <laughs> Like well, a lot of so stuff, and you him, were just like a footnote in what had to happen that day. Well, it was a painting that was also too big for me to like just throw away. It was, it was one of my older men had left behind. It was enormous. Um, and guys, was, she's it's, lying. It's, like it's a Paris big painting skyline. of Laurel that she had done a portrait, but she's had so many that <laughs> uh, it was the Paris skyline. Mm. Um, and anyway, uh, we so I gave it to one of the staff members in my building, and I just texted the guy and I was like, Hey, I, I've got rid of it, like, w- don't worry about coming by. And then he called me. To be like, I really need this painting, and I just like like left me a voicemail, and I just like was like, no, sir, our, our business is done. It's just yeah, I, I I that's what I'm talking about is like, whenever people say to me like, I don't understand how this country, how there's so many people in this country who do all these weird things. Like this morning, Tara's watching a a video on uh, a, a a a thing on Robert uh, on uh, JFK Jr like the behind his mm-hmm. his death and so i go oh did you hear all this stuff about the people who think he's coming back to dealey yeah. plaza and she's like what and i'm like going into <gasps> she doesn't it know about this oh she my god kind of knew but i was alive. like yes so i'm like diving into it with her and she's like why do people why are there people who believe this and my like immediate response was well you haven't sold a lot of things on facebook marketplace yeah. <laughs> like I mean, you're not wrong it's just like th- that's why i get so frustrated is like i'm really like I have a, a stack of like video games is one thing I do. Like I, I'll I'll sell video games I'm done with and like people should like this is also me like advertising to the craniacs at large. Come find me on Facebook and come buy my stuff because I am I am these things are priced to move. But like <laughs> but like people will be like I, the video games is a good one because I always sell them really low because I'm like whatever just uh, maybe I'll make a few bucks and if not I'll take them to half price books. Mm-hmm. And then people are just like, hey, can I come get them? And I go, yeah, I'll put them in the mailbox. And they're like, great. And I put them in the mailbox. And then they go, I put the cash in the mailbox. I'm like, you're great. But anything else I try and sell, it's like anything over like 25 bucks, people are like, let me hustle and jive and let me let me like try and run. <laughs> Have you seen there's a car commercial? I know we always talk about the commercials I see watching this on Hulu. But there's the one where it's like. A car. It's a thing where it's like you don't have to deal with people to sell your car. And the commercials, this woman walks into this guy's like looking through her car, and she's like, "So, you know, fourteen hundred, like we talked about, or whatever." He goes, "I'll tell you what, I'm gonna give you four hundred dollars." And then, th- and he pulls out like a thing of like f- freeze dried sealed lobster tails. He's like, "I got these lobsters. That's gonna be <laughs> worth this much. See this ring? This ring's at least two hundred. He's like putting these things, and she's like, "No, you said we talked about fourteen hundred. He's like, "No, no, no. This is worth way more than that." And that's like how I feel doing Facebook market stuff. Is you get so close to a good deal, and someone's like, "Now let me tell you how I'm gonna screw you over." Yeah. Uh, so it's funny. It's funny what other ways there are to sell things. Like my apartment building has a like online community bulletin mm-hmm, board or mm-hmm. stuff. That's how I got my washer and dryer. Like a woman was moving out and like I was, it was the day that my movers were coming that I saw that she was selling her washer and dryer. And I just found out my new apartment, the one I'm in now didn't have one like provided by the building. I was going to have to rent one. And I was like, oh. And so I was just like, hi, c- c- can I come today and look at the washer and dryer? And I came and I was like, great. And I just like texted my movers and I was like, hi, you're also going to be moving a washer and dryer from like four, six <laughs> to four, five. And they were like, cool. <laughs> Easy enough. 
And well, and she, she said the same thing though. She was like, I have like three people doing the dance on Facebook Marketplace right now. Right, right, right. Who and she's like, she's like, I I know you're just kind of like, I'd much rather go with you because you live in this building and actually could come and get them. She's like, I don't think people realize how hard it is to move a washer and dryer. Well, that's the other thing. Are you do you have a buy nothing group in your neighborhood? Yes. Like everyone yes. on buy nothing is so sweet and nice and mm-hmm. like because like you're getting gifts. It's it's if for those mm-hmm. who don't know, it's it's there's communities all over. Like if you live in a neighborhood, there's a good chance you could find a buy nothing for like around mm-hmm. your neighborhood. Um and it's people going like, "Hey, I really could use like printer paper or like there's a mm-hmm. lot of baby things that get passed around yeah. and stuff like that and it's things like that." And people it's really funny cuz some people will put I, I don't know why this sounds better than me, to me, sounds okay to me, but they'll put like wish and it's something so specific or like wish this $400 3D printer. And it's like, I, I want to put on there like wish Lamborghini red. You know, like I want to. <laughs> I mean, but my thing is always shoot your shot. Like, yeah, there'll be, like, there's, like there's, there'll be somebody. One thing that was a popular thing last month um, on my Buy Nothing group was cro- me people wanting crock pots and slow mm, cookers. Yeah, and yeah. so many people were like, I just got a new one. My I, old one yes. looks great. You, but like, I had that, three crockpots at one point because I got yeah. one, and I like someone was gave away an old one in like a Yankee swap thing mm-hmm. for like Christmas, and I was, I loved, but I never like used all three of them at once. But yeah, I'd give away a crockpot, and that's yeah, like I mean, where some of this stuff's probably going to end up. Is I'm just gonna be like, hey, are there any kids out there who want these books or whatever? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so books is actually a really hard thing for me to decide what to do because you get like nothing at half price books for mm-hmm, your books mm-hmm. like i feel like i on average get eight dollars and i've turned in like 12 good hardbacks um so i love does your neighborhood have any of those little lending libraries we do and i had two books um i had read like and been like okay i'm glad i read these but i don't think i'm ever going to read them again mm-hmm. and one of them was like i can't remember the other one but the one was like monster hunter international which is like this gun nut figures out vampires are real and blah 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 and i'm like oh that was fun it was like an action movie book and i'm like i'll just go put the little lending library and i go to the little lending library it's all like clifford the big red dog and i'm like yes. some kid is gonna get i can't put this in <laughs> some kid it's going to get okay, this so book. I don't that, really want to a, read this. That's an interesting thought because my thing is like, okay, so in DC, I would say the little lending libraries, because they were everywhere in DC, were like 60 to 70% adult like books. And then the 30% were like young adult like yeah. kids, but so but definitely skewed more adults. So maybe that's where I'm coming from. Alice has one across the street from her and um, said the same thing. Like she had read, um, she and I were passing back and forth some books by this one author, Jasmine Guillory, who writes kind of like rom-com books. They can be a little steamy. I, will say. I was literally and like these these bodice rippers you're drinking. They are not bodice rippers. They are not that, but, but they could they could be they could be a little a little steamy. And yeah. um, I was like, anyway, I read one of them. We are on a weekend away together. I read I read one of them. I gave it back to her, and she was like, "Do you know?" Any-? She's like, "I don't really want to take this home. Like, do you do you know anybody who like you'd want to pass it on to?" And I was like, "Gosh, like no." And I was like, "Oh, put it in your little lending library that's across the street from you." And she was like, "I can't." this yeah 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 and i was like she's like i mean i had to do it in the dead of night so nobody knew it was me and i was just like what well there's two of them in our neighborhood there's one that someone put up on their own and there was a huge thing because like hoa was like you can't put that there and then like did this big huge thing and then that was like three years ago and then they said yeah we'll take it down and they just never did and i guess the hoa stopped bothering about it anyway the other one is by the pool and i think that one's a little more adult because i think that's more people kid people going oh i'm gonna read something by the pool and they grab something i think mm-hmm. that's getting a lot more adult traffic yeah and then this one was like full to the brim when i went to it partly so that might be the issue is like we're not seeing you know this is this is a while ago so it was still pandemic stuff so like yeah. maybe i don't know 
Um, well, I just discovered this morning. So one of the reasons that I asked to start late is I ran out of coffee. I realized this oh, morning no. we have a coffee like machine that does like all sorts of things. It's mediocre at best, but in our building downstairs in like one of the common areas, I have not used it since pre-pandemic, just to give you an idea. So I was like, you know what? I'll go down there this morning. So while I was waiting for my coffee to brew, I noticed that we have our own little like lending library downstairs next to it. I really don't hang out in the common areas. And it was like, oh, it was like, take a book, leave a book, or just um, flip through a book or something like that. And I was like, mm. oh, this is good to know. There weren't any really like good ones in there, but I was still just like, um, yeah, speaking of, I mean, maybe I should save this for the end, but um, you know, I, as, as you probably saw on the Instagrams, you know, I was on a cruise last week and earlier this week and um, God, I forgot how great it is to just plow through books on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Like read three books in the last week and just oh the written word. <laughs> um, Clark, however, I think read one one chapter of what his book. So, did so. This is going to sound like I'm going to shift um, to talking about the you know the subject of our our podcast, but we have to before we go into the into Fraser stuff. Uh, Oscar noms came out this week, and I know mm. when I talked to you earlier this week, you said you hadn't really keyed in on them, but. Mm-hmm. I think everyone wants to know if 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 you've had thoughts since then. Yeah. Oh, th- thank you for bringing this up. Um, <laughs> so, a- a- as as most uh, craniacs probably know, the Oscar nominations are usually in my calendar. I watch them live. I used to. I was late for school in high school to stay home and watch the Oscar nominations with my mom. Like, took it very seriously. Well, you know what? Like, pandemic has thrown time for a loop. What is time anymore? Um, and I happened to be on a cruise this week when the Oscar nominations came out. I had lost, didn't know what day it was, as often happens on vacation. And it wasn't until a fellow cruiser asked me if I was upset about Lady Gaga being snubbed until I realized, great googly moogly, the Oscar nominations <laughs> came out this morning. <laughs> At which point I was then silent for the next 30 minutes while I read like the full list. Like sitting on a beach with these lovely people Clark and I have met on our cruise. Just silent. Everyone's having conversation around me and I'm just like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a surprise. So my hot takes. Um, I embarrassingly have seen half of one of the 10 movies nominated for Best Picture. So I have a lot of of ground to make up. The one that I've seen half of is Don't Look Up, which is on Netflix. My parents and I tried to watch it last month. I say tried. We got about an hour in and my mom and I could not continue. I have to ask my dad if he ended up finishing it. We found it to be full of itself and that we thought it thought it was a lot funnier than it actually was. That feels on point for what I've seen. Like, I also it's don't want to see it po- because... It seems people either love it. One of the women on the beach loved it. Or people really feel like my mom and I did. So... I... When I when it came out, everyone was like, oh, that looks funny. I was like, maybe it is, but it's also a subject matter that like... I mean, we just had a whole big thing where we talked about how... Uh, passionate I was getting over bad uh, Facebook message, Facebook marketplace things. Imagine how I get of like, hey, we're going to make fun of people who deny like science and like the world coming to an end and stuff. Like I'm like not going to handle that well. I'm just going to be screaming at the TV the whole time. And you don't, I don't, I didn't get mad. I was just like this, it's more like this movie. It's very proud of itself. I found that it. Adam McKay's like, stuff has been like that lately. <laughs> It was like, look, I was like, look, aren't we, isn't this such a good send up of media today? And like, oh, look at this. We made Meryl Streep like Donald Trump. Isn't that so funny? Aren't we so on point? And I was like, oh, and it, honestly, it felt like a movie that had been written three or four years ago. 
when all of those jokes would have been a lot fresher. Yeah. And and probably because of the pandemic and everything, this whole thing was delayed. And now I'm like, these are all tired jokes. Yeah, I, so, anyway. I have no interest. Um, Nightmare but, um, Alley looked interesting, but I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's surprisingly on my list. I'm not a big Guillermo del Toro person. Mm-hmm. Um, Shape of Water, I still want those two hours of my life back. <laughs> Um, that's one I haven't seen, but like I always, I I've, I love a lot of his more like populist stuff, like when he did like Blade Two and Hellboy and things like that. Uh, like Shape of Water, when I you know heard some stuff about, it, I was like, yeah. But Nightmare Alley, you know, is a remake of like an old pre code. Um, so I'm I'm interested in that. I think that's going to be interesting, Cause especially because I like all the trailers I saw for it. But when I didn't know what it was, I was like, oh, this is supernatural. And then it's like, I don't think it is. I think it's like magicians I, and circus stuff I, I actually enjoy that i don't know i can't get a grasp of what the okay i won't about. tell you anything um, else then, yeah i heard bradley cooper do an interview what wasn't necessarily about it was he was doing press for the movie but it wasn't really about the movie but um it, yeah he just i don't know he talked about I, I love it when people seem to have had a great time making a movie and he talked about just like how much he learned from guillermo del toro and everything you know he's bradley cooper's also a director and stuff and i, I don't know yeah, i was yeah. just like you know what i'd see this um I, I'll tell you the movies I'm, I'm interested in seeing. I'm interested in seeing Power of the Dog. I um, never had heard of that previous oh, to it coming out. To, to, to the oh, There's like a bunch of best oh, picture ones. I'm like, well, don't know anything I about mean, that. You and I really need to support Power of the Dog because it has two of our local celebrities, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, nominated for Oscars for I, it. I didn't know they were it was the same movie, but I did hear that the, their husband-wife couple that got... Yes, <laughs> that's very cute. Two husband and wife couples that have been nominated this year: Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers and Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, and they both. Have won I didn't before. realize they were married either. And, and then Kirsten. Okay, where have you been? They have like a child together. Um, I I don't want to think of Javier Bardem doing anything but waiting for me to finally make the leap. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear about his wife. I want him to be ready and. Oh, oh, oh. I have I a guy crush on him is what I'm saying. Oh, I thought that was a reference to a movie. I was like, are you talking about No Country for All Men? No, no, no. I, I want him to sitting there going, someday Ryan will realize he wants me. Yes. <laughs> He's well, ready. Yeah, well, what's he supposed to do? Just twill his thumbs till then? Yes. You know, um, <laughs> but uh, also Jesse Plemons, now perhaps the most successful Friday Night Lights alum. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, right? Who saw that coming? Thriving movie career and Oscar nomination. Like. Obviously, Kyle Chandler, always number one in my heart. One could say Connie Britton has also had an amazing, you know, career, but uh, none of them have Oscar nominations. Right. So, um, so I'm interested in seeing that. I've heard great things about Coda. Um, Belfast, I'm interested in seeing. Um, Belfast was kind of front runner towards the end of last year, and then I feel like you just don't hear about it anymore. Um, I, I never heard of, of any of those three. I've heard about them since. Like, Coda is the like child of deaf adults mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then... Belfast, I just know there's been like all these jokes about people sitting in, I guess the beginning of Death of the Nile has a black and white, it is black and white, like a flashback and everyone goes, oh crap, did we sit in, on, are we at Belfast? Like they're like, are we in the wrong movie? Oh, that's funny. Um, what else? Oh, Dune, I have no interest in seeing. See, that's more up my era. That's one thing I do want to talk about because there's this weird thing going on like Twitter and with like actors and and, and media personalities like Jimmy Kimmel and Kevin Smith, who are like, why didn't Spider-Man No Way Home get an Oscar nod? And it's like, mm-hmm. this is the problem with the Oscars is no one. And I'm like, my thought is like, look, first of all, the fact that Dune is on the Oscars this year is a pretty like reach out to a more popular mm-hmm. like thing. Like, th- like, granted, it's not an action movie. It's not a Marvel movie. That's fine. But like, 
I also don't know that Spider-Man No Way Home, which I haven't seen, is good in a vacuum, like, if you're not a big Marvel fan or anything. I don't think anyone can just walk into mm. Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Like, there's not nothing to be said that it's not an exciting movie or a fun movie to watch. But I'm also of the opinion, and, like, dollar value and being a good movie don't equal, but, like, when everyone's like, when are the Oscars going to finally recognize Marvel movies? It's like... They're doing fine. Like they, well, also, they don't they get have. their recognition. Yeah, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Yes, like and they, they have. Yeah, and it's just I, I think that's a silly. I think it's a silly drum to beat, specifically this year when you've got Dune and there was like another one on there that I was like, that's pretty populist. I'm I'm interested. I will say when they were doing all the press for House of Gucci. I was very much like, well, I mean, that's also a movie that's like geared for like me and Tara to watch, especially Tara. She's like, oh, it's about an Italian family. There's some crime in it. I'm in. Like, <laughs> like I hope that they eat some gabagool. She's really up for it. But like I, uh, you know, and, and Lady Gaga and all these things. And then th- them really not getting a ton of Oscar stuff. Like they're not up like, for best picture, are they? No, no actors are nominated. They weren't even nominated for best costume. I don't know if they were shut out completely. They may have gotten like, I think photography or something like that. I but. think they're up for something, but that made me go, "Oh, did this movie? Is this movie not as good?" Because I feel like I heard a lot of the buzz, but then that's most movies in the last years. I hear a lot of the buzz, and then I don't hear about a lot of people going to see it because a lot of people I personally know aren't going to see movies. Well, and I feel like House of Gucci is a good example of a movie that had a lot of pre-release buzz, and once mm-hmm. it came out, people were like, it, "I think it was another kind of polarizing movie." Some people thought Lady Gaga was terrible. Some people thought it was she was great. Some people thought, I mean, it was just. It seemed to be all over the place in terms of what people thought about it after it came out. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's not a movie I really plan on seeing because I feel like I have to be a lot more selective with the movies I see. Oh, <laughs> King Richard was also nominated. The Will Smith movie where he plays yes. Serena and Venus's dad. Um, Denzel Washington and Hamlet is up, right? Which I heard was uh, very yeah, good. The Hamlet the not, movie itself is not nominated Macbeth. for Best Picture, but um, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes, yeah. that's what I meant. Denzel Washington, but... King Richard's nominated for Best Picture, and so I plan on... Um, I, I really missed the vote on that when it was on HBO Max for like a month. Um, I should have watched it then, and I just didn't. Yeah, oh, I got... Pizza, another Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I um, have... That movie... There are... every Almost every year in the Oscars, there's the Hooray for Hollywood movie, and that feels like the Hooray for Hollywood movie that I'm like, I'm done with this. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think if you make a Hooray for Hollywood movie, you have a, like, 40% more chance of being... Mm-hmm in the Oscars and I it's very true Hollywood loves movies about itself like yeah. La La Land Argo the Artist did you say Hugo Argo oh Hugo and Argo Argo <laughs> that was like the only thing that can save this uh, Iranian hostage situation is Hollywood <laughs> I mean I will say I really enjoy Argo like, I liked I, it I watched yeah it. I, I watched actually something like twice in the last year <laughs> just because I, I don't know sometimes I just like feel like watching Argo yeah but, um yeah, I, 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 Hollywood does have a problem of just like needing to glorify itself. And you're right. Like, that's you have a great way of upping your Oscar chances just by making your movie be about the, the, the greatness of Hollywood. Yeah. What the pop culture happy hour, one of the co hosts on there, Stephen Thompson, says one thing he hates about the Oscar show itself is he's like, every year the theme seems to be a salute to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I, but and that's the thing with Licorice. Like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I just, he's not wrong. Like, that's one, that's a, like a pothole the Oscars fall into every year. I was like, let's just celebrate ourselves. Before the Oscar nomination, I feel like Licorice Pizza, all the ads I saw was like a coming of age story. And then after the Oscar nomination, they're all like, 
about it's a hooray for Hollywood movie, and it's like Bradley Cooper's really into like they, they, he wants to take him to movies, and there's all this movie stuff. I was like, oh, okay, I see now. Like it's now they're they're you know pandering, not, not pandering. I don't think they're quite pandering, but they're shifting their marketing towards yeah. the, the the crowd. Um, I mean, it's what watch me be proven wrong. It's not going to win Best Picture. I don't think um, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just from what it, I've heard. It, 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 it needed a little bit more. It needs a little more juice behind it than just a best picture nominee. It needed some acting nominations. It needed, I don't know where, if, if, if it's in the screenplay. Yeah. Um, mix it all. But it, I think it just needed a few more big awards. It's really rare for a movie to win best picture and not be nominated for like editing and other, you know, other things that make the movie great. So um, you may want to keep this secret. And there's one more thing I want to talk about before we move on. But uh, my question to you is what's, what's Laurel's big pick for, for best picture. Do you think? I, I, I can't answer that. I, I need to you haven't see seen them? Okay. Movies. Yeah. Um, well, I truly can't answer that. And I mean, I've, I'm going to, I've started to dust off my Oscar podcast and look for some new ones. Cause one of my favorite ones stopped recording years ago and I never replaced it, but um, I got to listen to like what the, what, what's going to happen. I need to, I don't know have the SAG awards happened yet. Cause I need to see have, what happens. I have no clue. I need to see what happens with SAG. Um, and because as as everybody knows, as you know, of course, the acting body is the largest voting block in the uh, Academy. So uh, what SAG ends up voting for is sometimes an indicator, sometimes not. But um, yeah, but SAG only votes for acting. So they don't, you know, they do best ensemble cast. That's kind of their best picture. But also, if you didn't have a huge cast, then you won't get like nominated for it. So, well, Craniac, stay tuned uh, for as as we come back and Laurel will have uh, more uh, info. Uh, okay, Sh- should we should we get started? Yes, I think we should. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And there we go. And now I've got my <laughs> microphone doing better. And we are the Craniacs, and we talk about. Uh, geez, what was the first thing we talked? We talked about Facebook Marketplace. We talk Facebook about Marketplace. We talk Oscar about the Oscar noms. But we guarantee that every episode we will talk at least for five minutes about Frasier. Uh, Laurel here is the uh, expert. I think on Frasier has seen them the most. Has almost seen every episode, but not quite. And we are getting vastly closer to the episode she hasn't seen. This is my first time through Frasier. Today we are talking about um, Cranes. What is it? Cranes Go Caribbean? Let me get my notes up. Cranes Go Caribbean, season eight, episode 24, the finale of season eight. Now, I wrote, I I haven't got my notes up yet, but I know. I know, I remember this note very specifically I wrote that said, it feels like um, uh, the season finales of Frasier are like when I'm trying to wrap up a... Uh, like like an English essay and kind of like bring it together. There's always like a thesis where it's like, do I know how to be happy? You know, like it's always like there's a thesis and then they kind of yeah. go through a little bit about what happened that season and then he's like, yes, I've devised this. Yeah, do you know what I'm you, saying? You, I, I didn't think of this, but you're very right. The end of the first season is that whole episode at Nervosa with Niles asking Frazier if he was happy. Yeah, and there's like and... a couple other that do that. Do that. I know this one mm-hmm. is specifically a am I happy episode, but... And, and but yeah, you're you're very right. I seem to recall that the episode where Niles Fraser and Martin sing Goldfinger um, <laughs> is a, is a season finale, and I, I think it's kind of around the same thing of like, well, a lot of it has to do with just like being unlucky in love and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, yeah, well, that's a that's a good that's a good point. This is also an interesting in a few different ways. But let me start off by reading the uh, synopsis. Frazier books a romantic weekend in Belize with Claire. On the drive to the airport, Lana suggests that he doesn't know how to be happy, but he completely disagrees with her. Um, that feels like just the start, but like. Yeah, I, I will say this one was a, this one was weird. There was a lot of all over the stuff with the Frasier. It felt like it felt like a very long episode because I feel like a lot happens. A lot happens. It also like these last four or five episodes are like like you couldn't jump in on any of these episodes. No, no, you know that's a, that's a really good point. The, um, yeah, there's a lot of like carryover, and it's. Weird that it wasn't like we're going to dump these episodes throughout the whole season. It was like we're going to have like a like it's not even really an arc, but it's like a big chunk in the end that is just like dealing with the situation and setting stuff up for next season. Yeah, it's very much that. And it's this episode felt especially like Lana was being shoehorned in. Well, I mean, she had to be because of where they leave things off at the end. Yes, but like, and I don't know why this. I really bumped on this, but I was just like, Lana's driving them to the airport. Yeah, why don't if they're all going to Belize? Why didn't they all go like in a thing together? Like, why? Yeah, well, also like, I, I feel like Fraser has ridden with Lana before and perhaps knows that she's like a terrible driver. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. I was like, why isn't Fraser just like driving him and Claire? Yeah, why aren't they riding with Niles and Daphne? Why don't they have a car service? I know Uber wasn't around then, but like, <clears throat> why don't they have a car service? This all seems like things that would have that Fraser would have done rather than having Lana drive them to the airport. So that's why I was just kind of like, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. It all felt very shoehorned. Um, and also, I, I thought it was a bit of a reach for Lana to make that assessment about it's a weird yeah happy yeah it it felt very sweaty like the way they the the writing and the way they got to that point of like oh you're never happy you know but like you would never say that it like it didn't even sound like lana it felt yes it's something niles could say it felt like the thesis of the like here is my like it's the it's the most shoehorned in thing of like natural writing to make it feel more like an english essay like this is the the, the the what we're coming up with that's mm-hmm. like the the point of the episode or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah I, I i will say like so the the plot is generally is fraser is going to take i'm, I'm gonna go over it very quickly so we'll go into mm-hmm. details later but it's fraser is going to, to take claire to belize like the rest of the family gets in for different reasons and he's like okay we're all gonna go they go uh, fraser is miserable the whole time kind of understandably so but also like kind like his his response is kind of a facebook marketplace uh response to it where he's really going overboard i have a lot to say when we get to that part of the discussion about his behavior him and claire have a romantic evening together and then he has a dream that he's actually sleeping with lana and then he calls lilith to ask her what she thinks now part of this is i want do we want to wait to the lilith part at the end because I have a lot to say about that, so let's let's back up and go through. But that's yeah. the general idea of the yes. whole episode. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's start at the beginning. Um, can I say that? So first of all, Belize is like a top five place I want to go. Craniacs, mm. if you've been to Belize, like do share tips, recommendations, etc. But um, mainly, not, not mainly, but a top reason is I want to be able to use the hashtag like Belize it or not. Oh God, I was gonna say Laurel, you'll get there one day. Just Belize in yourself. <laughs> I just the hashtag alone. So when they were like. 
Like, can, can you Belize it? I was like, oh, don't take my hashtag. The Belize um, off I wrote, I called it, was was pretty funny because oh, like, like, uh, um, Niles being like, let's do Ecuador. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I, um, I appreciated the marking of time and that Niles and Daphne have been together for a year. So it's been a year since Daphne's wedding. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like things got real fuzzy in there for a while. Like Daphne was gone for like two months at, at that, you know, fat camp. Um, <sighs> yeah. and like, I, I just, I appreciate them marking like how much time has gone by. Cause I feel like things get a little muddy in some comedies about that, especially when there's not children in there to help mark the time. Um, but what, what were your thoughts on Frasier? asking Claire to go to Belize. That didn't really bother me. What bothered me was, because I mean, I feel like he's done that before. Like, didn't he take that woman that he, he took her somewhere and then like Diane was there. Like uh, to me, it's, it's, it's hard for me to think of that on like a realistic level because it's a, it's a sitcom. It's like, we have to move this along and we have to go outside of the apartment sometime. What what bothered me about the whole thing is is the whole Daphne being like, "Ooh, I knew he was gonna ask me to please. Don't say anything." Like I like like, sh- like I have like eight times there like, "Shut up, Daphne." Like I was just like, "Stop it, stop this." Like ask somebody or don't. But this whole like, I'm gonna make an assumption that you're taking me to Belize based on this, and I'm I'm gonna I hate that. I hated it so much. I think I wrote I hate this episode at the not I hate this episode. Like this episode is annoying, is what I wrote at the beginning because I I hate that kind of stuff. Well, and it didn't paint it didn't paint Daphne or Niles in a great light. Like to me, it made me really concerned about Daphne and Niles' communication. That yeah. Niles was like, "We'll celebrate our wedding anniversary with a a nice weekend at home. We'll have a bathtub filled with champagne." And now Daphne thinks that's totally ridiculous and stuff she did in high school and everything. And I was just like, "Y'all need to communicate better." A bathtub full of champagne in high school—that's expensive. I don't want to like. What yeah, is I she mean, talking what, about? It was probably not, you know top dollar champagne and london you know or manchester wherever she's from is closer to paris to france so. either way um it, it, it was probably like andre but, but also I, do you know what sounds gross sitting in a bathtub full of champagne do you know how sticky you're gonna be that is so much sugar in champagne like when you get out it's not I, like water it's i mean I, water. yeah you're gonna have to take a bath after your bath yeah and then the bathtub's gonna be sticky like no like no. get a nice bath is that lady that's Lady. That's not Leo. Okay. I mean, it's not Leo, but I was like, what's it? Because I have my headphones fully on. And with this new podcasting system, it's hard to tell. No, anyway. Um, sh- uh, what was I going to say? You're right. It, 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 the communication feels very odd. But it also makes Daphne feel like she can't communicate with humans. Like, not just yeah. Niles. She see- that's how dumb she seems. Like She's like, I don't know how to talk to people. I'm like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> I could not. I, could, I It made me so... Annoyed. I'm glad we got over that real quick. Um, well, and also, she says nonsensical things like Niles and I wanted to wait till we got to know each other better. And I was like, I you know knew you, each I other for they, years. And they don't. And they bumped on this a little bit, about like why they were waiting to sleep together because like now they're getting to know each other in like a new like way and you know under this new umbrella of being a couple. But I was just kind of like, what? I I, I like the second half of this, but this first half was so set up, set up, set up in a way that and felt unnatural. Clumsy and clunky. Yes. Um, but oh, another thing. This is just for you know any any men out there who who have you know uh, plans of sweeping me off my feet. Do not <laughs> surprise me with a trip. I need to know where I'm going. I need to have the chance to 
make sure the clothes I want to bring are clean. I want to be able to perhaps buy something new if I need to do. I, I, I need to, I don't be like, we're going somewhere, but I won't tell you where. No, no, none of this. Like only bring your toothbrush and your passport. No, mm -mm. that is, that is not what, uh, that is not the way to Laurel's heart. Um, so I just like to put that out there. I don't think so. you're alone in that. So, oh, okay. So my, my older roommate, um, when he proposed to his now, well, now wife, um, they, he surprised her on Christmas with a trip to Australia. They were leaving the next day. Okay. I think I could surprise Tara with a trip to like Fredericksburg. I was going to say Fredericksburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, trip to Fredericksburg. Great. But also like, I have a dog. Have you made plans for Leo to go somewhere? Like, anyway, yeah. Um, and, and so he told me like two months beforehand, he was like, I want to tell you my plan. And like showed me the ring and everything. And I was like, Oh, and he goes, you have thoughts. And I was like, uh-huh. And I was like, I just, it would be irresponsible of me to not share them. And I was like, you know her better than me. How is, I, I would be so overwhelmed and also so mad that I was given one day's notice I was going to Australia because there are so many things I would want to plan. Like I would want to be involved in the planning of this trip and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, and he was like, she will not feel that way. And I was like, okay, great, great. Like, I was like, I just wanted to like, you know, lay those things out. Just devil's advocate and everything. <laughs> I mean, they had a wonderful time. They got engaged, all of that jazz. But I was just like, no, like that's a once in a lifetime trip. And I want to be involved in the plan. Like what if there was something I wanted to do in Australia you don't know about? That's the other thing about like, it, that feels a very sitcom thing of like, we're going to Australia for 20 days. And then you like, I don't know if you said 20 days. I don't know. Whatever you said. No, it was not 20. It was 20, not 20 days. Uh, I was like 20 days a long there time. For like a week. Yeah. But like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, like that. Then what happens to the sitcom is she says no, and then it's like he's going by. Isn't that like that's like the that's not the mm -hmm. the plot of saving of uh, forgetting Sarah yeah. Marshall? But I feel like there's things like that where it's like a dude on like a honeymoon trip by himself because yes. something happened and he needed to still go well, on the he, trip. He had also like arranged with her job that she would get the time off, and she didn't know it. I'm like, that's one of those. I'm like, no, that no, I don't like that. Yeah, I, that feels more like a violent like. I think you and I are on different planes with this whole idea. I, I, for, first of all, no, I agree with you. No, don't ever. I mean, like, the only way I could think of this happening is if, like, we won something on, like, Wheel of Fortune. They're like, you're leaving tomorrow. Yes. It's like, well, this sucks, but whatever. But, like, I don't know. That's just weird. Um, I, and I, so I, I just think it shows that for some people that is so romantic. And what an incredible surprise that they would love and the spontaneity yeah. and everything. You know what's spontaneous to me? Telling me that in a month. We're going to go. No, no, to, your partner. Yeah. Yeah. That we're going to go to Hawaii for a week and look, give me time to plan, you know, to maybe like really up my core workouts, <laughs> you know, just, I need, I just need a little bit of, I just need a little bit of warning. Um, like, what if I had a haircut scheduled or like a doctor's appointment or something? I will say there have been plenty of big trips that I like was saving up money for and I was planning to do for Tara. And then when I let her know early, like we talked ourselves out of it. That's the only mm -hmm. thing that sucked. I, the, things like that. Um, I do want to jump ahead to the second half of this where this is for me where this kicks off and becomes an interesting episode mm -hmm. is where she, you know, when they get to the, the thing and everything's going wrong and Fraser is complaining more than he should. But I think he has every right to complain about some of the stuff they do, like them being like, we gave away your room because you were late. It's like, well, we, if we had known on the tractor ride over, mm -hmm. you know, like all that stuff. You know, he and, and, and talk about how bad it was. His ears pop halfway through, which I thought was kind of a funny gag. Um, so the, the, the ears clogging, 
I think I told the story before, but this happened to my mom. We went to New York when I was a freshman in high school for spring break, New York City, and her ears, she had like a cold and her ears got clogged on the plane and were clogged for days. So she would either or talk like this. <laughs> there was like no in between. She's I hope she's laughing right now because she remembers this so well. But like when you get into a cab and she would be like, and they would be like, ma'am, and she would be like, Park Central Hotel. <laughs> That's and amazing. they would jump and be like, okay, okay. Um, I, I like that bit. Uh, the restaurant thing drove me nuts because that was right up when it's like, oh, we'll have any of these three things. We're out of all three of them. Okay, well, what do you have? We have a decent swordfish. That him being like, decent? Like that I was dumb. But when they come back and they're like, we're also a swordfish. It's like, this I was with him. He's like, there is a, the, the bounty of the ocean is a mere 15 feet away. <laughs> like I was very on board with that. And they're like, well, we have a steak. That's just a thing my dad, like, drilled into me he's like he's like he's like when you order you're out someplace and you're ordering if you can't see it don't order it like that's his thing like you know like don't go to te- you know the middle of texas don't get like lobsters like if you're on the east coast don't get steak like it's like things like that oh, like okay I-, I thought you meant he wanted to see photos of every meal i was like like the chili no. menu <laughs> no no he means like if you're in a place like if you can't that's what he means if you can't see it like around like Got it. don't Got order it, it. yes yeah. Um, okay. So I, I just have to say, I have had two such trips with what I call travel debacles. And I will not go into each of them because it will just frustrate people to hear. Um, you, 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 you can't choose the path that Frazier chose to just be grumpy. Yes, like, I agree with that. But like, we were honestly so grateful to finally get to our destinations and to just make up for lost time. Yes. That And it's also like, it's behind you. There's nothing you can do that's going to change it. There's like no one owes you anything for like you. You're not going to win a medal for complaining about your your travails. So just not with that attitude, like, you're not like move, move <laughs> on. Ha- have yourself a nice glass of wine and yes. like me and my parents when we were just thwarted and lost a whole day in Paris. Um, we landed after being up for like 48 hours. We each took a shower. We grabbed a coffee and we just hit the pavement. So <laughs> that's you know, it's just do do whatever you can. Yeah, and I, I mean, but that's I think why I liked this part of the episode is because I completely uh, related to to Fraser's feelings, how he was necessarily dealing with them. Like I think I'd be grumbly all day. I wouldn't be yelling at that. Like that's not their fault. I would be like, I, I would probably roll my eyes and be like, okay, I'll have the steak. Like like just mm-hmm. give me whatever. But like also he's Fraser, so that's part of it. Yes. Um, he well, comes. If I were Claire, I would be like, "I'm leaving." Yeah, how, yeah. How you travel with somebody is, and how somebody is in those like sticky travel situations is a, a, just an, an important thing to know when you're dating someone. So also, it's not Claire, like it's I'd... yeah, it's not like it's just the two of them, and he has like no cues that he's being ridiculous. Like, there's mm-hmm. all everyone there's like, "All right, Fraser, take it easy." And I thought, mm-hmm. I thought Martin's like speech, including Claire, was very nice. Like, I thought his speech about Daphne. Yeah. And I like I liked the whole um, fishing thing, like thing he did. You know, it took me a while to get this. I thought that with Daphne was very clever and very sweet. And then um, what he says, like Claire, we're so glad you're here. Like that was the thing I was saying is like, oh, how's he going to turn this around? Because like it feels weird that it's like, well, they're obviously meant for each other, and this is kind of new for Claire and mm-hmm. Fraser. So this might be mm-hmm. an awkward conversation. But I thought Martin I, handled it very well. Uh yeah, I thought that especially the way he's like i haven't seen fraser just happy in a long time i was like this is all like this is perfect so yeah it's 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 a good place to be and it's a good way to put that relationship without putting too much i think pressure on the relationship or Mm -hmm. like you know like the same thing that like they've been together for i guess they're not married so it's not like you know but you know it's like it's not like so we can't wait for 
when we're doing this next year with Frazier and Claire, he's just like, we're very glad you're here right now. He's very yes. happy right now. It was very present. And I thought that was very, very good. Um, so then she leaves, which, like, as you said, makes sense. And he goes after her and he apologizes, which I think is very good of Frazier. Yes. And then she's, you know, down to get down, apparently. Um, and... <laughs> Sorry, it's Don't weird. Worry, it's, I, was, I was laughing silently. <laughs> it's 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 which is a you know a weird thing to say about Patricia Clarkson. However, <laughs> but that's that's the actress's name, correct? Yes. 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 Um, but yeah, so she's like you know like she does like let's just have fun with what we you know let's enjoy that we're in each other's company blah 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 and that's when he has the dream where and i'm writing first i wrote like all my notes in that scene when she comes out in her like negligee is like whoa and the next thing is like what what like those are my notes from like when she turns into lana during the dream um but then fraser goes and he calls someone and the lights are off in the other person's room and he's like I, i'm sorry to call you so late but you're the only person i could talk to about this i'm like oh my god did, did you know lana. as soon as this did you know as soon as this person started speaking who it was no, it was when the, I was, the lights mm-hmm. came on. Um, I think B.B. Newworth has back, like, going back and watching a few, seeing a few clips or episodes, like, I've, like, I will turn on YouTube sometime when I'm working and it'll just, like, go through random videos. So it's, you know, if you can imagine what my algorithm looks like, um, it's like wrestling, superheroes. Frasier or Cheers, you know, it's random like videos like that. But then, like, every once in a while, a while ago, some BB New Earth when she was on Cheers, and she had a little bit more of a like cartoonish voice. Mm-hmm. And I think she doesn't really do it with this character anymore. But they had a really wonderful back and forth between the two of them. I wrote down that this was so sweet on so many levels. Yes, they handled like, it very well. Such a good representation of like. A, the fact that, like, Fraser still really respects her as a psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't remember which, which she is. Um, I think and, they're both psychiatrists. Okay. So that Fraser still really, like, still really respects her. That She still knows him incredibly well. And that they have enough of a rapport and, like, no animosity towards each other to be able to have this kind of conversation. Well, not even no animosity. Like, they display love for each other. They say, I love you at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, like... I, I was kind of taken aback when when I think she says it first, mm-hmm. but she plays it in such a way that's not like it's not like a third woman has entered the mm-hmm. arena. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she's like, "I love you, Fraser." Like, like, and she does. Like, it, it and I, I will say, I it made me immediately wish I'm like BB Newer should have been a part of this show. Like at some mm-hmm. point, like Lilith should have moved to, and like we could have had like as. Much as we enjoy the show, I think having her as a new main cast member and them dealing with like, a, like, like I, I don't want, I don't necessarily know that there should have been the Lilith show. Although I think mm-hmm. BB Newworth could have easily held that up. The mm-hmm. character is broad enough to do some of this stuff, but I think having her integrated into this cast, I was like, she's a good foil for uh, Frasier. Like in a lot of ways, like I remember in the Thanksgiving episode where they were like together trying to, it was it the Thanksgiving episode where they were, yes, yes where they yes, were trying, trying to get him into a school, Frederick into that school. Yes. Right. Yes. Like they were a good couple, quote unquote, like a good duo then. Mm-hmm. And like, they'd be good for that. Now it'd be someone for her to bounce off. Of. I like to see how she works with other characters. She's a smart character who can give feedback like this. Like it doesn't always have to be Niles. It can be her. Like she's mm-hmm. interesting and different enough. It's a woman to add to a, Pretty male dominant. You know, it's about half and half at this point, I guess. But I, I, you know, throw more women into TV in the, at that time. 
But, like, she's a good character and should have been, like, I went, man, I wanted more of this. I didn't want this to be a surprise scene, him calling Lilith. Or, like, after it, I'd like to see her more. I I agree with maybe wanting to see her more. I don't necessarily want her to join the main cast. I think she is, you know, like, you know, the 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 whipped cream on top of an ice cream sundae you don't want the whipped cream to be like you know half of the sundae you just it's a good topping so you just like like a seasoning that they sprinkle in every now and then i'm 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 okay with that because i think this maybe a less is more kind of thing with and also they would have to fully develop that character so much more like would lilith then start dating and then it's like that becomes a you know it's just i don't know i i like lilith being on the show in relation to fraser but i don't need lilith on the show all by herself I disagree, but I don't really have anything more than, like, I think I'd okay, like to yeah. see her more. I mean, I think having her be a bit more recurring would be a good yes, medium. Yes, th- that's kind of what I mean. I would like to see her more. I don't want her to be main cast. You may, yeah. I, I, I Like, having her be closer to the Seattle area, like, maybe they're in or- Portland or something, and they come up more as opposed to across the, 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 uh, the country. Um, but this mm-hmm. scene was very welcome and well done in her being, like, you know, a good foil for him to bounce over that bounce off of that wasn't Niles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just nice to see her again. And it also, but then that's pretty much how the episode ends. Mm-hmm. So now we've got this setup for. I'm like, this is a lot of setup for season nine. Well, well and, and and Lila says that she's like, well, I think it's pretty obvious that you have feelings for Lana. Like you're having this dream about her, which I thought was interesting because I don't know. I feel like. Who is in my dream is often a reflection of whoever I I last saw on Instagram. <laughs> so before I went to bed. So I, yes. I guess I don't read that much into my dreams. Again, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not as into that as like Frazier and Lilith might be. But I was just, I don't know. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, wouldn't have necessarily well, said that. I don't know that I would have like called somebody, but I have definitely in my life. I, I remember there was someone I, I went to high school with. And I had no feelings for this girl whatsoever until I had like one dream where she popped in. And then it was like, I can't look at her this same. Like, all I think about is this, like, this mental affair we had. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, and like to, like, to this day, I'm like, oh, what could have been? But I'm like, what do you mean, what could have been? You had zero interest in this person yes. until that happened. Like, this is a, you don't even know if that's like, how she is or like what she's yes. like or anything. It's just this weird thing that's like in the way, way back of my head. And I feel like, that may like have happened to other people i feel like i've talked about not like i've asked people and they've told me but you know it's like someone you never think of and then they just happen to like you're having a like oh tonight i'm going to have a sexy dream let me just grab a face at random and it's you like you know yeah uh, you were like <laughs> you were one space over from <laughs> like buzz lightyear that's who it could have <laughs> been <laughs> but instead it was you i don't know but you know what i mean like yeah yeah i I don't know. I just, I, I try not to like read too much into dreams. Although, except for like, you know, really recurring dreams that I have where then I'm like, no, let's find out what this means. Yeah. Like, recurring is different from. Rarely find out what it means. I, w- I will say that I think in this situation that dream came, became recurring, but I think it was because of like my mental, like, th- like I was overthinking the first mm-hmm. dream. I don't, it, it never felt like, cause sometimes you can have dreams and like, you go like, this is totally random and I don't know what this was and I don't think it was anything. And sometimes it's not even like you understand what they're meaning, but like your brain goes, there's something here. And you can mm-hmm. tell, is, is that just me? Like you can tell the difference between two dreams. Like there's something here I need to, uh, I need to unpack. And there's something here that was like, my brain went, Bleh, this is all yeah, <laughs> I've been thinking yeah. the last 24 hours. Yeah, no, yeah. I would, I would agree. Um, 
Are we ready to I, wrap up the season? Because I have. Oh, yes, I'm, I I do want to apologize for for uh, blowing up your Buzz Lightyear fantasy in front of everyone on Craniacs that you told me in confidence about. I'm sorry about that. Is it sad that I deposit? Remember who Buzz Lightyear was? Um, <laughs> if that answers your question, as whether that was made up, Craniacs. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. I did have a few LOLs. Um, first of all, we see Roz's dog again, which I was pleased about, um, and I love that the dog has now joined Eddie's group at the park and the Eddie was his sponsor. I found that to be hilarious. Um, love that Niles has dabbled in public nudity. And nudity. Asked- the way he said, I, I wrote it with like eight ends. <laughs> unlike the way you said it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Nudity. Um, and then Frazier says, don't you have a diary? <laughs> that was, oh. I used to say that all the time. I'd say, save it for your live journal. That was something I said oh, to people. Oh man, a that's a throwback. Um, and then uh, when Martin's like hand is cramping when he tries to toast, and Niles says, "Don't be a hero. Put the put down the coconut." I thought he was having a heart attack. I thought because oh. because when it started happening, it wasn't like a joke, and it didn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I, well, listen, going to go somewhere in the next episode. Maybe I I do I I've done like deep sea like like fishing like big mm-hmm. fishing like that. So I understand the hand cramp thing, mm-hmm. but it didn't like seem to translate to the audience very well. Like they didn't seem to key in on it. So he's like, "Oh, my hand's cramping." And I was like, I was like, "Oh, oh." And my head I was going, Ugh. "Okay, is that his left arm? Is that his left?" Like I started like doing it's that not, in my head. his right arm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is how this is going to end. Martin's going to have a heart attack." Um and then just Fraser telling Claire that fun's been my nickname since math camp. Uh, I, I also like Niles and, and Daphne getting the pictures that uh, the the boat captain took of them nude mm-hmm. and them like looking at them and then kind of giving each other eye like, hey, you look nice. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was really like us. Like I dig it when like, like I like them being like into each other physically. Like that's fun mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that was cute. And then him coming uh, out with a hammer or whatever. Yes. Um, so I took a look at the Emmys for this year, okay. and um, despite getting many nominations, Frasier only won uh, two Emmys this year, and they were for Jean Smart in the yep. Best Guest Actress, and then Derek Jacoby. Um, oh my God! <laughs> really, Shakespearean actor? Yes, um, he got a nomination or an award. He won. He won. So did Jean Smart win as well? Yes, I'm, I'm only saying the wins. Okay, okay. I thought you were only saying the yeah. nominations. I was just double No, no, no. I'm only saying the wins. Um, so just to give you a little bit of like how their Emmy trajectory has gone. Season one, they won four, including Best Comedy. Season five, or season two, they won five. Best Comedy, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actor. They also won some like writing and directing ones. Season three, two wins, including Best Comedy. Season four, two wins, including Best Comedy. Season five, three wins, Best Comedy, including Best Comedy, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Actor. Season six, two wins, uh, best supporting actor, and then best writing for Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. So that's the first time. Season six is the first time they don't win best comedy. Mm. Then it's all kind of downhill from there. And season seven, they only won one, and it was Jean Smart for best guest actress. So she's won two Emmys so far. Was Victor for... Garber for Ferguson up? Or did no. he not? Oh, let, let me look. Let me look. My, uh, my... Oh, he was nominated. He was yeah. nominated. Yes. Um, and he lost to Derek Jacoby for the show must go off. I um, disagree with that wholeheartedly. I, I like Derek, Derek, Derek Jacoby, Jarek Jacoby. Uh, all right. Like I thought he was good and I thought it was a funny episode, but uh, Ferguson is an all timer for me. I, I mean, 
I, I, I agree. That is probably my favorite episode of the season. It's one of my favorite episodes of Frasier is mm-hmm. taking liberties. Um, but really, like, Frasier has a real downward trajectory of wins. And part of that is not necessarily due to the show, um, you know, not doing well. It's the competition. Like, Yes. You know. I, I think people are stepping up. I think, uh, you know, there's also fatigue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, where it's like, you know, like, the same thing. Like, I think Modern Family was another one that won a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I'm looking through this list, and the, the the one that's really popping for me is Taking Liberties. I remember loving Ferguson so much, and us talking mm-hmm. about like, I wish he would come back, but we don't think he does. Um, yeah, well, and then he, I mean, Alias starts the next season, so Victor Garber was all, all busy. Um, we've talked about doing this before, and this may be the year to do it of doing the March Madness, uh, <gasps> like one timer yes. or like best like supporting characters yes so that is that's a great and so here's a i guess here's a question i would have is like would we include people like ferguson who were only in one episode it's like would he be in there would nathan lane be in there like well that's the thing i i feel like we should do instead of like sub characters because like i think i think bb and and lana and those characters do well we should do one episoders like okay. we should, we should, we should try and find people who are only in one episode. Yeah, like Christine let's, Baranski. Let's start working and... on that list. Uh, and and the thing we'll start doing that we'll each we'll each come up with, like we'll try and do you know we'll we'll get sixteen and see how we do. So are we gonna say it's somebody who is in maybe so only one episode or like two episodes or less? Let's let's start with two episodes or less and see if and we see, can just see what do... that gets us. Okay. Yeah, because like. Yeah, I think there's some good characters that I are think like... You have, like, Celia Ward, who's in the end of one season at the beginning of the next season, and that's it. Yeah, She's yeah, yeah. not, like, you know... Like, she's kind of been, like, a two-parter. But I think um, when we first talked about doing this, it was, like, BB and Bull, Bulldog, and I, yes. think, I think they're... they're We talk about them so much, like, they're going to dominate and something like that. There's there's and not I, enough I, I think characters... That's a separate, I think that's a separate bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but, like, like, Kenny and, you know... Yeah. Lilith and stuff like that. I think that's a separate bracket. I'd love um, to just find 16 that are just one-timers, but let's let's give it a shot. Let's see. And oh, should I'm, we do I'm from sure where... We, from, we from season eight and before? Let's do that so yes. it's all we know, like... Yes. Cool. So, so guys, yeah. look out for that on the social medias. I usually, like, probably mostly Facebook is the easiest way to do those things because I can yeah. set them up in advance. But um, yeah, so that's season. Anything else we want to talk about season eight? Well, I mean, it's such a monumental season. I feel like we've talked about it along the way because, I mean, Niles and Daphne are finally together, which kind of removes a lot of storylines for both of them. You know, mm. they're not each having their own kind of love storylines. Well, and hell, it removes storyline- Jane Levy's for three episodes, I think. Um, well, yes. And it also like they now the Niles and Daphne storylines are, are just about mainly about them as a couple, which I, I feel like is a I, I, I don't really remember when we because we're getting into the seasons that I've seen like once. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember how their storylines go in seasons nine and 10 and 11. Um, if they still focus on them just as a couple, and those are the storylines they get or if it's more external storylines. Yeah. For them so we'll just have to wait and see another um, thing i want to talk about real quick is again they have completely abandoned the thanks for calling in the season finales but yeah some of the ones let's i'll read through them real quick uh stephen yeah. king wolfgang puck neil simon melissa etheridge jane levy's does not appear in this episode bernadette peters uh, how prince I don't, know who, I don't remember who that person is and that might be it that was it not a lot of callers this season but no, but still more than like some seasons where there's been like one caller. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, I mean, again, just the show just continues to like evolve. And also so much of the plot of the show just takes place now away from, it's not as much of a workplace comedy as it was in the beginning. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, that's season eight. If you got any thoughts about that, if you got any thoughts about our bracket coming up, um, anybody you want to see in it, let us know. Uh, also, on. if you have some Oscar nomination thoughts, if you loved a movie, hated a movie, you got predictions, I I really want to hear them. Hit us up on the Twitters or the Facebooks. I'm so sorry I didn't have our number up. How dare you? <laughs> you can tweet to us. We are at Craniacs. You can find us on Facebook. We are Craniacs, a Fraser podcast. You can email us, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail, and Ryan is going to provide that number um very shortly <laughs> seattle area code 206-657-6986 laurel is laughing at the uh sudden like toll-free number i put on <laughs> all right so you can get a hold of us any of those ways um also please if you could give us a good review on wherever you listen to us whether that's spotify stitcher uh overcast apple Podcasts, google podcasts anchor i think is a new one anywhere you listen to oh. us uh, let us know uh, what you think as long as you can, you know what you can write how terrible we are and say you absolutely hate us as long as you give us a five star rating that's yes. all we really really helps us out um, we'll we'll look at it we'll we'll you know address some of that feedback but please give us a five star rating if you're looking at giving us a four star or lower rating I believe Laurel was uh, keeping what she'd been watching on Netflix from me earlier so she could uh, reveal it to me now. Something well, about economics. This this was not on Netflix. Um, oh, okay, but, sorry. Uh, Craniacs, I, I, I was taken down by the COVID a few weeks ago and I, as a result, burned through so many things. So I have just recommendations for weeks, guys. Don't you worry. Um, but I recommend a new... Uh, I, I, I don't think it's a miniseries. I think it's just like a new show on HBO called The Gilded Age. It is written and created by Julian Fellows, who wrote and created uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, Ryan's laughing, and I don't know why. Our, our mutual friend, Travis. So on a Discord server, we have a channel called Ryan's Recaps, which was me and Tra- started off with me and Travis recapping uh, La Brea, which is a terrible show no one should watch, mm. but apparently did okay mm. and is getting a second season. So it became this thing where it was like everyone talking about shows, they were kind of like, watching in the background and, and mocking and his biggest one has been the gilded age lately and how terrible it is and that's the only uh, like and i was how much whoa. he does not like it <laughs> whoa okay first of all travis maybe we need to talk but um i mean i will i will not say i don't love it it is it's definitely following the downton abbey like mold a little too closely where i'm like this needs to be stand on its own a little bit do i find it entertaining yes um so it is set in the 1880s in New York, and it's very much old money versus new money and kind of a, you know, reminder of like the way things were back then. Honestly, how terrible it was to be a woman back then, too. Let's just put that out there. But um, I feel like we're uh, still living in that time. We have yet to get in the well, time yeah. when it's great. To, I it's mean, like, it's better. <laughs> it's, it's better. We, we, we get to have credit cards now. Um, but it... It's I I just I I don't know I love period pieces that really dig into the details and everything I love this is fiction but um, I love reading articles where it's like this is based on this and this is based on this um, so if you are somebody who enjoys that the first episode's an hour and a half long so like really mm-hmm. you know settle in for it but um, I love the world building um, that it does and it's it's got a whole host of like 
literally almost every single person down to the very supporting like footman is a Tony winner or Ben's been nominated for a Tony. This place has theater people oozing out of it. Um, even people who pop up for very bit roles like Audra McDonald, who is a national treasure. She has like five Tonys. She pops up for one scene in one episode. Um, the main stars are Christine Baranski, Dr. Nora, for those of you who, you know, only know her from Frasier. Um, and oh, Cynthia Nixon right. is also in it from Sex and the City. She is great. Um, I forget that she's been such a prolific theater actress as well. Um, Meryl Streep's daughter is in it. Um, Carrie Coon, if anybody was a fan of like The Leftovers, Carrie Coon from The Leftovers is in it. In Isn't she the role. mom in the new Ghostbusters movie? I think it's. I don't know. I'm. This is where this is where our interests do not align. Um, but anyway, I if you're a fan of period pieces, I, I recommend um, watching it. I really recommend watching it and then reading the recaps on Go Fug Yourself. Um, <laughs> which is an entertainment and like pop culture um, yes, website that I used to follow mainly for all of their Royals coverage, but they've since stopped covering the uh, British Royal family. So, Oh uh, my God. Have... I thought you were talking about the Kansas city Royals for like a half a second. <laughs> I was like, why were they covering the sports team? And why would I go I know, to them for their Kansas city? Royals coverage? My, you're like, there's two things I love. <laughs> <laughs> Period pieces of the Kansas city. I love Royals. the Royals so much that I am interested in anything. <laughs> RC um, Cola is Royal Crown Cola. I love that. Like, it's I, like do, I do love RC Cola. Oh, see, so, see. Um, Not too far but off. But anyway, uh, their recaps of it are also really good. Um, and they delve into a lot of like historical things around it too. So anyway, I just find it a good escape. Um it is not Downton Abbey. It, it will never replace Downton Abbey in my heart. But um, yeah, The Gilded Age on HBO. I think new episodes come out on Mondays or Tuesdays. So um, can yeah, I? That's, can I make yeah. a quick? Uh, recommendation as well no no you can't thanks for listening guys uh and <laughs> i'm right uh so i have been reading a book that i thought this is a recommendation a little bit to you but i think if if it i don't i haven't li- watched Downton abbey but like i also you know i i say like i don't read a book unless it has lasers or dragons in it um my mom gave me a book for christmas that i've been reading that's just it's it's historical fiction but it's 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 not like alternate fiction it's just yeah it's called um a gentleman in moscow oh i have that on my list at the library for it, to, for when it comes available it's by a, a more towels right i yes it is so basically the story is the bolshevik Re- revolution happens this guy goes back to who's like a russian count goes back to russia basically to take the brunt of um like the discipline for being rich um, so that his family can get out, his mom can get out. And like, he's very charming. And he wrote some like poetry back in the day that was kind of a, was, was seen as very, uh, uh, you know, uh, socialist in this. So he's kind of like got that going for him. And so like, they don't just drag him out in the street and shoot him and they don't send him to Siberia, but like, they go, you live in this hotel. You've lived in this hotel for so many years in Moscow. Uh, you can continue to live in the hotel. Um, if you ever step foot outside the hotel, we're going to shoot and kill you. Like you will be shot on sight. So it's the story of this guy who's like used to be this very like aristocratic Russian count who is like moved from like the corner suite to like a very small under the stairs uh, thing. And he it's him just li- his living his life in this hotel and like observing how Russia is changing during like these years. Like it goes over like multiple decades where where I've been through it and. 
it's not, you know, like when my mom's like, you're going to really enjoy this. I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this at all. And I started reading this and like the character is so charming and it's got kind of, like I said, I've seen, I saw the first episode of Downton Abbey and went, this is really great and proceeded to not watch another episode again. I don't know why. I think they took it off streaming for a while. Anyway. Um, it's back on streaming. I think it's on either Netflix or it's on Netflix right now. So, um, it is just, he's a very charming character. It's a lot about like high society Russian, but then him like getting that taken away from him and how he like does things that remind him of this. He eventually becomes like the head waiter of the, of the, the restaurant in the thing. Like he has to get a job. Like he does all this stuff in the hotel, but he can't walk out of the hotel. There's a young girl there who like is very precocious and they have a relationship, but then she grows up and has a daughter and like, does something but like leaves her daughter with the count and the count like eventually like starts raising this girl like there's it's very low stakes like other than like if you leave this hotel we'll kill you which he just goes well then i won't leave the hotel but it's like his life is like what he can see out the window and like what goes on in this hotel and that sort of thing and it's and i haven't finished it but it's one of the most extremely pleasant (laughs) books i've read where i'm just like it's not super exciting but it's it it I will read it for like I'll read like a good few chapters and like just be enthralled of like this character is very interesting. He's charming. He's smart. He the people he runs into are interesting and kind of like reflect different like what's going. He starts meeting with like a member of the party and they start reading American literature and watching American movies to understand Americans like and things like that. Like it's 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 fascinating. It's a very interesting book. I think you'd like it. You should check it out. And I think if if I don't know how to say this in a different way, and I don't know if it sounds weird, but like Craniacs, if you have list, have checked out a lot of the stuff that Laurel has recommended, this is my attempt to have a Laurel recommendation, but from me. I think I think Laurel and Laurel's army would enjoy it, like Dumbledore's army. I don't know, like people who have very similar tastes to you, I think might enjoy it. Okay, well, no, I I, I appreciate that. Like I said, I I think I have it on like. For when it comes up at the library, I, I will be getting it. I've read one of his other books, Rules of Civility, um, mm-hmm. gosh, seven or eight years ago now. So I'm familiar with the author, but I, I appre- always appreciate uh, just an endorsement for a book. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, it seemed very smart and, and sophisticated. So I immediately went, Laurel would like this. So there oh, yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, I mean, I did just return from, you know, cruising the high seas. Um, <laughs> that the, made the, you the sound new- like a pirate. <laughs> The, the newest cruise line. Oh, there, there, there were some pirate themed things happening. Yes, uh, technically, I think I think I am a pirate now, based on a secret mission I went on on the ship. Y'all, Virgin Voyages. It's it's a it's a ride. <laughs> oh, we'll have to talk a little bit more about that next time. But uh, guys, thanks for listening. I uh, hope, hope you enjoyed. Tell us what you think if you check out that show, or if you check out the Gilded Age, or a gentleman in, in Moscow. Let us know. And uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye.